Greetings, bienvenue, and welcome to the Metal Blade Podcast, bringing you new music and all-out fun times since 2006. Today, joining us via phone from somewhere out on the road is Matt Fox from Shy Halud. What's up, dude? Yep. Hi, hey, how you doing? I'm uh, I am walking the streets of uh, Detroit right now. Is that safe? Uh, the, uh, yeah, yeah, outside <laughs> the uh, Magic Stick. So that's where I am. So if you hear me being accosted by anybody, you know, feel free to uh, hang up and dial nine one one quickly. We will do that definitely. Thanks. All right. Uh, as always, make sure to lurk us on MySpace at myspace.com slash metalbladerecords. And definitely make sure to lurk the handsome dudes and shy halud at myspace.com slash profoundhatred. I think you have us confused with somebody else, but please check the MySpace anyway. No, no, man. I got it right. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, uh, All the Metal Blade people are handsome. Well, of course, of course. <laughs> All right, so Misanthropy Pure is the new record uh, in stores and online May 27th, and this is your first album since 2003, if I'm... Am I right? You are correct. You okay. are correct. So I want to know where you guys have been all this time. I heard something about a zombie apocalypse or whatever. Yeah, uh, well, <laughs> you know, we, we've always had um, lineup changes, as most bands do, uh, unfortunately where uh, other bands maybe are fortunate enough to lose a drummer or have to replace a drummer or a guitar player, we've, we've uh, frequently had to replace singers. And you know, that makes things uh, a lot more difficult. Uh, so without giving you a whole uh, novel here, <laughs> when we parted ways with our last singer uh, in 2003, right after our last album came out, we were scared. We didn't know what to do. Uh, we contemplated changing our name. I guess officially we did change our name. Because uh, we just didn't know what to do. How many times can Shailu change a singer? Um, you know, is anybody going to care? It was, it was just a scary, very uncertain time. Uh, so throughout that time, we knew that we didn't want to stop playing Shailu music. We just didn't know where, if we were going to keep the name or what we were going to do. Uh, we remained uh, on great terms with the singer we parted ways with. Uh, and at that point, we had some tours lined up in Japan, Australia, Europe, even a few American dates. And he did all those for us. Also, as you mentioned, we had a side project that we uh, decided to work on. Just with all the, the, the changes and all the, uh, the theatrics that seemed to go with Shiloh at that time, it was cool to work on something uh, just a little more lighthearted, uh, which is what Zombie is. It's uh, just kind of a, a fast thrash punk band. <laughs> we focused on that for uh, a year and did some random Shiloh shows. And then we started getting back into it. We had a, a friend of ours fill in on vocals for Halud because we, we didn't have a real singer. That At that point, that's when we wrote three songs and sent them to Metal Blade. And I would say from 2006 till now, that's when we were really working to get finally back on our feet where we are. So in a nutshell, yeah, that's, that's where we were <laughs> and what was going on at the time. What, what, how did you guys come to Metal Blade? Or did, you know, how did, how did it all come about that you guys are with well, us? <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you this. I, um, I met Kelly Malewa. Obviously, your your publicist um, at a metal fest. I think Hulud was we, we were active at the point at that point, and uh, I met her. I definitely uh, thought she was great. She was really funny. She made me do a a, a pirate uh, imitation. Yes, <laughs> on a Guar CD, if I remember correctly, either Guar or Vader. I bought one of the two. Oh, you know what? It wasn't that. It was Bolt Thrower. I bought the latest Bolt Thrower out. Anyway, um, so I told her I was in Shailud, and uh, I guess she had heard of the band. She said, oh, wow, what are you guys doing? And right after that, that's when we, this, it must have been 2003, that's when we parted ways with our singer. Kelly and I, Kelly being 
a, you know, a, a great employee for Metal Blade and a great friend to me, stayed in touch for over two years, if not three, constantly asking me what was going on. As soon as you get a demo, remember, send it to us first. So she was, she was there in the darkest times. And, um, you know, obviously yourself, Vince, uh, Heather, Brian Slagle, Mike Bailey were all very supportive. But before I knew anybody, uh, Kelly had, was, was really pushing me and pushing for us. So she a- actually had all the uh, bands on Metal Blade. You know, your Azalea Dyings and Unearth, Red Core, Into the Moat, uh, Black Dahlia Murder. Everybody contact Brian and Mike saying, this is an important band. Uh, our band is inspired by these guys. You really should check them out. So that, if you ask me, I would say that it was really made possible by, by Kelly, who, who really just came up to, more than came up to bat for us. For really no reason, only because she thought the band was cool. So <laughs> we're very fortunate in that. And here we are in 2008, and uh, we have the new record finally coming out, coming out very soon. Um, yes. So I'll just ask you the obligatory details. You know, where did you record? Who did you record with? How many gray hairs sure. did you obtain while recording? And all that. <laughs> it's funny. The, yeah, the gray hairs, I counted. I <laughs> counted with six. Inventory? But- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I always inventory. I mean, come on, don't don't pretend that you don't. I inventory my gray hairs. Uh, no, um, probably a lot of gray hairs happened, but uh, <laughs> it was recorded with um, a friend of ours, a guy named Greg Thomas, who was also filling in on guitar for us for the last few tours. Uh, he's no longer filling in. He's back to his studio and his band. But his studio is called Silver Bullet Studios in Burlington, Connecticut. Uh, you can find them on on MySpace. And uh, he was the primary engineer uh, and uh, the co-producer, him and myself. Uh, I don't consider myself a producer. Uh, maybe he considers himself one. I'm not sure. I'm just some schmuck who has <laughs> some ideas. But uh, we, we co-produced the album together, whatever the hell that means. And, but he did a lot of work, and it's a, it's a, it sounds good. It's clearly the best-sounding album we've ever had, which is uh, new for us, because anyone that's heard our prior material will we'll tell you that the songs shine through and, and you can tell what we're going for and it still has some sort of emotive impact, but the clarity and, and just the, the stellar production that seems that every other band seems to, uh, to get, we never had until now. So uh, I'm glad that we, it, it happened on our debut with Metal Blade. Yes. So yeah, yes. those, are, so- those are the sounds It sounds fantastic. by Eric Rachel at Tracks East. Oh, who has done work with uh, our Black Dolly Murder, I believe, right? Again? They have done work with, or he's done work with our Black Dahlia murder. Yeah, I think he's and many others. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He, well, he's he's a classic guy, but I believe uh, he did the the last Black Dahlia album. And I oh. think he did the. He might have done all three, if I if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, but. perhaps I, I'm not sure. Uh, but in particular, I uh, I know that he had just when we were mixing, he had just received a copy of the latest. So we were uh, talking about you know the. How the process of, of recording them? Got it. All right, so we'll move on and we'll uh, we'll actually play a new song off the uh, record. But actually, first, uh, let's talk about the video you guys just did. Uh, it was filmed with our our favorite dude, Dave Brodsky. Um, and there's an interesting element to this video that uh, is words on the screen, <laughs> which I've not seen in a while. Like, how was that, whose idea was it to have like the lyrics kind of flash and be all spastic and stuff? 
We we are promoting literacy. Um, whose idea was it? <laughs> I think it was a combination of uh, Dave's and, and, and mine. Uh, that, that's a it's an interesting question, just because Shilute has always been a band that uh, I am sure you can if you hear the music and you relate to it, then it may be just as uh, you know pure and simple as that. But uh, we like to think, or at least we like to try to be uh, a, a deeper band that has something to say that gets on stage and, and, and stands for something. Um, and a lot of people that we have met in the past uh, have a connection, sometimes even more through the lyrics than they do the music. Uh, so doing, doing a, 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 a posed performance video didn't seem like something that would really be very shy halud. And uh, we were we were nervous about that one once we found out that we couldn't build at Metal Fest and there was uh, uh, logistics problems of getting people to come and, and recreate a live show, which also just seems kind of awkward to film. So we, instead of just uh, relying on a, a simple performance video, Dave and I were going over ideas, what we could do to incorporate the lyrics and make it just not not simply just a marketing tool to sell an album. You know what I mean? We wanted it to have some depth and, and make some point. Uh, and uh, it was a combination of both our ideas, I guess, probably more so than his. He's, he's definitely a much more clever bird than I am. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, 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 would, I would give him the credit for that. He said, I have some ideas with, with lyrics that we can put forth. And, uh, yeah, and he did a great job. I was expecting them just kind of to show up in big block letters. But he <laughs> got them, you know, it looks like it came out of Natural Born Killers or something. Very, yeah. very spastic and really helps uh, create and enhance the uh, kind of visceral nature of the song. So, yeah, that was the point. We, we just didn't want to be on a video posing and showing off our, you know. Your guns? What, what's that? <laughs> showing off your guns? Yeah, some guns. <laughs> uh, so, Having the words, it was our attempt to relate to the people that, like I said, find maybe something a little deeper in in Shailu. I got you. Next time, if we have more time, we'll we'll go even further with a, a you know another concept. Well, I was joking with Dave Brodsky, saying you know by doing this, can we save the money on getting the video closed captioned? <laughs> of course, yeah. the words are already there. The words. <laughs> Yeah, well, we, we incorporated a lot of lyrics, so, uh, you know, Marley Matlin should be pleased. I <laughs> know who Marley Matlin is, anyway. All right. Uh, the video for Miss Anthony Pear, the, the title track, will uh, debut on headbangersblog.com on May 22nd and on Headbangers Ball on May 24th. And uh, here's that song. We're going to play it right now, and we will be right back.
All right, again, that was the title track, Misanthropy Pure, from the new album. And I was going through the liner notes, and uh, I have to say that they're some of the most uniquely written liner notes ever. It's not just like, uh, all right, thanks, Mom and Dad, uh, thanks to my girlfriend. You know, it's, it's, it's very, very interesting. So everybody that buys a record has to read them all from top to bottom. It's great. But the well, first... Thanks. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I know, I was just going to say, uh, to comment quickly on it, uh, we always try to, maybe too much so, but we, we always try to put a lot of thought and, and heart into everything, even if it's as uh, silly as a t-shirt design or, or you know, liner notes on a, on a record. So I'm, I'm glad somebody noticed. Thank you. <laughs> well, like the, the, like the, I think the first line after the lyrics is, um, uh, you know, Misanthropy Pure was written and performed by In Order, for their love, in order of Their Love of Curry, and then it lists all your names. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know what? I can't even take it for that. I kind of, I, I lifted that idea a little bit. I mean, we've always done uh, silly things with uh, stuff like that. But uh, one of my favorite bands, uh, a modern punk band, if you will, called Propagandi from Canada, they released a DVD a couple of years ago. And uh, while introducing the band members, it said, uh, you know, in order of their, uh, in order of male pattern baldness. And as I was watching <laughs> the DVD, I just, I laughed out loud. Uh, so... Yeah, I can't even. I couldn't even uh, take credit for that. Uh, aside from the fact that I love curry probably more so than anybody else in the band, and the other <laughs> guys do like curry as well. But well, I, w- I was going to ask. Um, I was caught up in a random conversation with Adam from Killswitch Engage years ago, where he was talking about curry, and he says the hottest curry he's ever eaten was in London. So I want to know if, like, if you guys have been to London and have cur- like curry, and what's your verdict on the hottest you've ever had? Well, you know. I, uh, as ironic as it sounds, being a fan of curry, I, I'm not too big on spicy foods. I, I don't <laughs> mind if it's mildly spiced or, or if it's just got a little heat to give you a kick in the ass. But um, as far as too hot, I, I stay away from because it's just not, at that point, it's not fun to eat anymore. Now exactly. It's, <laughs> now, now it's an endurance test, you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> uh, so I, I don't know. I'm certainly not going to compete with, uh, with Adam on his... Uh, his hottest curry. Uh, to answer you straight up, I would just say I avoid curry that's too spicy as much as I can. So luckily, I'm uh, I'm pretty mild there. You know, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, I, I like a, sometimes I like a little spice, but once it gets to an uncomfortable level, it's like, why do I even want to eat this? It's just like a, it's just a oh, challenge. Yeah, at, <laughs> at point, like I said, it's, a, it's an endurance test. Uh, yeah. <laughs> funny, I also love hot sauce. But what people don't understand, anytime I tell somebody I love hot sauce, they give me, and they, there's these, there's like, a, I don't know if you know this, but there's like an underground hot sauce scene. You know, I, I kind of was, a, I'm a little hip to that. My friend, one of my friends is really big into the whole hot sauce. Yeah, you know, so this, I mean, I'm making this up, but there's hot sauces that are named like, you know, this will fuck you up and you will shit for the rest of your life. Shit blood for the rest of your life hot sauce. I don't know if I'm allowed to say any of that, but I... Oh, of course. <laughs> um, so there's these kind of hot sauces that... My friends try to uh, make me try it. I'm just not interested in that. What I like about hot sauce is just the uh, the taste. I like a like, like I said, a little bit of a kick, but uh, more more of a flavor thing. I don't want to be sweating and, and <laughs> dying while while in, trying to enjoy my. So yeah, what can I tell you? All right, enough about spice here. Um, yeah. So also, uh, I just wa- there's also a hilarious thing in the liar notes about uh, there. There's like this sec- like like a massive massive section of folks who who did guest vocals um or backing vocals what have you um and there's one that says 
there's one guy, Pat, I always wanted to scream Venom on a Metal Blade record, Flynn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, glad, I'm glad that you picked that out. That's um, hilarious. Like, what? Who? who is he? Well, it's great that you mentioned that, uh, and hopefully he hears this. He is the singer of uh, one of our, our favorite current hardcore bands, one of our only hardcore bands these days are just so lacking. Uh, but he sings for a band called Have Heart on Bridge Nine, and uh, they're great. He was recording, he was going to do backups on another Bridge Nine band, um, Ambitions, who was recording at uh, Greg Thomas, again, Silver Bullet Studios. He was, they were recording there, so... He came to do backups there, and I said, oh, wow, you know, Pat's going to be there. I wonder if he would do something for us. Um, so we asked him. He, uh, his band has a song called Armed with a Mind, and uh, I immediately made the correlation because in the first song uh, on our album called Venom Spreader, which he uh, did backups for, there's a line that says, rather than arming, the mi- rather than arming its mind uh, with knowledge, it racks its gut with spite, which is uh, a point that they try to make in, in their song as well. So I thought it would be great to have him scream that part. And uh, he also did the last line of the song, which is just simply Venom. Uh, so I said, hey, man, thanks a lot for doing it. And, yeah, he just said that right off the cuff. He goes, yeah, I always wanted to scream Venom on a Metal Blade record. Whether or not he really did, who knows. But, uh, you know, it was just the, the most appropriate thing. I giggled. I said, I'm putting that in. He says, yeah, do it. And, uh, you know, it's there. That's amazing. That's great. Uh, I'm glad that you picked that out. Cool. I've always wanted to do backing vocals, but I I can't sing. You know, maybe in the car when the volume's turned up a lot, but that's a that's where I draw the line. <laughs> next, album, next album, you're in. All right, all right, I'll work on it. So I have what five years to work on it. Then. <laughs> hey, be nice. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right, so uh, give us uh, give us kind of an outline of your uh, touring plans for the rest of the year. Uh, well, a lot of it's still being um, worked on. We we. What we have right now, we're on tour with Madball, uh, Madball, <coughs> M.O.D., and uh, a really cool new band uh, from Texas called Bitter End. Uh, so that's cool. We've got about nine days with these guys, uh, and that's going great. I mean, anyone that likes any heavy music at all uh, loves Madball, and M.O.D. is an old favorite of mine. And like I said, Bitter End's one of another really cool new hardcore band that's come out. So we're there um, right after that. We go. We have about a month off, then we go to Europe with uh, Comeback Kid and Crime and Stereo, which is really cool because Comeback Kid has just grown so huge. Uh, I mean, you know, rightly so. And uh, so for them to have us come to support is really a, just a huge favor and a, a big deal for us. Not to mention that we like the band and, and have always gotten along with the guys. So that's a really big tour for us. We're kind of we're really excited about that. Uh, then we come home from Europe after three weeks. We have one day off, and we go out for five weeks. Nice. Uh, what's that? I said nice. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're... we're Hit the right. ground running. <laughs> yeah, you, you said earlier you want to show off our guns. Well, there you have it, you know, a bunch of badasses. <laughs> three weeks, and then uh, one day off, well, all we do is polish the guns, and then we uh, <laughs> we go back out with uh, full-blown chaos for five weeks, which is a really cool band we've been friends with for a long time. And ironically, I like to tell the story. It would be cool to, to put it on here so people can hear it. But um, every time I play any, for, for the past 10 years, if I play any new Shia Lude for somebody, uh, somebody will always say to me, yeah, yeah, it sounds good. I, I need to let it sink in. i got to hear it again. You know, and I think to myself, come on, it's not that complicated. What, what, you know, you, you hear some guy pissed off screaming, you hear cool, heavy music with some melody. What, how do you not like it immediately? 
guy in our <clears throat> in our band's history that's ever ever liked it right immediately was the, the drummer of Full Blown Chaos, Jeff. I was playing him that with him, Buttle Temper. We were sitting in his car. I said, I can't wait to hear this album. I love you guys. I said, ah, you know, people are saying it's a little complicated. He's like, I know I'm going to love it. I said, well, wait till you, the, the album comes out. He says, no, no, play now. I want to hear it right now. I said, you're not going to be able to hear it in your van. You know, people are talking. Just put it on. I want to hear it. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so we put it on. I swear, within 10 seconds of it, he looked at me and said, I love it. He goes, I love it. I know I love it. What, what, what don't I love? And uh, so that's, that's something that really meant a lot. And like I said, because he's the only guy that's ever heard us. And right off the bat, said, I love this. This is exactly what I want from heavy music. So long live full-blown chaos. Nice. I envy that guy because I'm one of those people. Like with with pretty much any record, I need to listen to it 15 times before I. Oh uh, no, no offense. I know. I'm. I'm. Then you got. See, for me, it's the same. I can listen to. There's there's only a couple bands I listen to where I didn't get it immediately. Um, but generally, the first time I heard Metallica, you know, I heard this. I said, okay, I love this. First time I heard Motley Crue when I was 10, I love this. You know, first time I heard Journey. Whenever the hell I heard Journey, I loved it. <laughs> Whenever the hell I heard Journey, <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know when I heard Journey. That's one of those bands you just kind of you're born having heard. Yeah, pretty um, much. Yeah, uh, here's a a funny thing. That band Opeth, who's got a new album coming out. All my friends loved Opeth, and they were trying to get me into them. That was that's one of the few bands that I've heard where I said, "Man, all the components are there, and I know I should love it, but it's just I don't. I'm not feeling it." And then one day. I put it on, and all of a sudden, it clicked, and I loved it. And then, for the life of me, I couldn't understand what I didn't love about it. <laughs> now, when I think about now, when I think about the fact that I couldn't get into it, I can't for the life of me understand why I, I didn't. But I guess it does happen sometimes. Yeah, hit or miss, maybe. <laughs> hit or miss. Well, it, it was a uh, OPS was a uh, definitely a hit, but it, it took me it took me more listens than I cared to admit for it to finally be a hit. <laughs> it's okay. It happens, you know. Happens to the best of us. <laughs> it shouldn't, though. Not every, not every fan. <laughs> anyway. You know, I was, was going to ask you to just tell, like, a really funny, like, Matt Fox kind of story, but I think you just kind of did. <laughs> oh, yeah, well. That was going to take us out of the podcast, so. Um, but if there's oh, anything else you, wanna, you want anyone to know about. No, anything else? See, look, I can't even let you speak. That's, that's a very simple, <laughs> neat thing to do. Um, yeah, uh, no, no, I think I've talked enough, and I've got plenty of stories, none of which uh, are funny, but uh, I think I'll let you just uh, sum it up right here. All righty. Well, uh, again, everybody go pick up the record on uh, May 27th. Misanthropy Pure by Shai Halud. And, uh, again, visit myspace.com slash profoundhatred to uh, to see our guys. And the gu- guys. See the guns, you know, tour updates and, and all that crap. <laughs> all right. Thanks a lot, Matt, and we'll uh, we'll see you out on the road soon. Hey, take care. You too.